the only faith with Allah is Islam. Yeah. Islam. And mm. this is the greatest honor. There is no greater gift. Nothing. Nothing is greater. You can have all the na'am, all the blessings of this world, be it fame, money, whatever you like, right? Mm. I don't care what it is. But you're deprived of faith in Allah. What do you have? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. On this episode, I'm joined with my two favorite people from One Path Network, brother Muhammad Hoblos, genuinely one of my most favorite people, and McKean. How are you guys feeling, man? It's so good to have you here. Genuinely, I, I genuinely mean that. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm making this up. I, I genuinely mean it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. You're our favorite host. Oh, thank you so much. You only have one to pick from, so. That's, that's true. Thank Why are you, you getting there? Assalamu alaikum, wa brother Kamal. Hoblos, I would like to welcome McKean. Thank you. McKean, big Mac. Thank you. That refuses to use a Mac, unfortunately. Yeah, the Mac daddy and that. So, what we want to speak about today is actually, we'll get straight into it. When we say what is Islam, the first thing people want to speak about is Islam is a religion of charity. It's a religion of generosity. It's a religion of being kind to your parents. It's a religion of being a good person in your community. And while all this is, is fair and true and, and, and rightfully needs to be said, there's something that we're missing when it comes to our dawah. And that is no one ever speaks about the fact that Islam is a religion that believes in the unseen. Or we might speak about it, but we don't necessarily give it its justice. You know, when we read the Quran, you open up Surah Al-Baqarah, the first description Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gives of the muttaqeen, of the pious people, of the believers. He says, The first characteristic Allah gives of the believers, He says, those that believe in the unseen. Yet, I guess this discussion is somewhat absent in today's da'wah. Do, do you guys agree with what I'm saying or... You yeah, know. I um, yes, I do agree. Um, we live in a world where seeing is believing. Mm. So more and more, you know, if I can't see it, if I can't touch it, then therefore people don't tend to believe in it. But as a Muslim, iman, faith in the unseen is core. Like we know from the famous hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when. Umar anhu, he narrates this hadith. It's an incredible hadith. He says, we were sitting with the Prophet وسلم, when a man, a man appeared. Mm. So this man was later on, we were told that later on, this man was Jibreel السلام, and he came in the form of a human being. So Umar says, we were sitting there and the man appeared and he came into the gathering and he sat right in front of the Prophet وسلم, and he asked him, mm. he says, tell me about Islam. And then we get the famous five pillars of Islam. And then the very next question was, Tell me about faith, Iman. And the very famous where he gave the six pillars of faith. You know, to believe in Allah, His prophets, His angels, His books, the day of judgment, and the decree of Allah. Right? Most of them, are unseen. If not all of them. Right. I guess even the, the kutub, to right? believe that it's exactly. coming from Allah. So it's Allah, we can't see. Mm. The prophets, we can't see. The angels, we can't see. The books, with the exception, the books, I guess we can see. Yeah, that's what Abu Bakr said when, when, when right? the Quraysh came to him. He says, I believe that these books are coming from the heavens, you know, yeah. unseen. Right. The day of judgment is unseen. And the decree of Allah, I guess we do see this. But so you find that the vast majority of faith, iman in Allah is based on unseen. Mm -hmm. And I guess I feel like the embarrassment or the hesitation to openly say we believe in the unseen, I guess it is an, I won't say it's an embarrassing thing, but it's made to look as an embarrassing thing. Mm -hmm. We constantly hear that, you know, that claim. By, by people that don't believe, they'll say, oh, you believe in a God that you can't see. You might as well believe in a flying spaghetti monster or something like that. And we're constantly, I guess, targeted because of this belief in the unseen. So I guess that's probably one of the reasons why we move away. Well, I, I feel that um, the term faith has been hijacked by mm. a lot of people. They, um, you, know, first, you know, if someone tells me, um, do you believe in God? The first question I ask them is, what do you mean 
when you say what do you do you believe in God? Which God are you talking about? Also, like, um, uh, is it your idea of God or is it my idea of God? Right? Yeah. So, so it's like um, you, you when when a Christian asks me, do you believe in God? I'm very hesitant to answer. Right. <laughs> so it's like, uh, are you talking about the the same? The same God in the in stuff like in the in the paintings in the, yeah, right. in the chapels, or you're talking about, you know, what the God that I believe in. Mm. And I I think words are very important here, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And the understanding of those words. Yeah. People need to be careful how they how they actually uh, explain their being. Yeah. Then they, you can't just go up to a random person and yeah. you know and and ask them these questions. It needs to be you know sit down and have a conversation. If not, if you're not have any idea, don't, don't speak about it. Yeah, even when you, when you look at the shahada, it starts off by saying there is no God. You know, these definitions of God. It starts that you by have negating. Made. Yeah. It starts by negating and then affirming. Yeah. Which in Arabic is the strongest form of, right? To negate la ilah. Allah denies anything and everything mm. worthy of worship. Mm. Illallah. Illallah. Except Allah Azza wa But you know what I would like to add mm. to what you were saying, Kamel? That I feel Muslims try to, with good intent, we try to display Islam in a manner that is pleasing to others. Yes. Where people will say that um, Islam means peace. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the famous one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And while, yes, on the surface, that's very nice. Mm. And I feel like I understand what people are trying to do. That Islam is a very peaceful religion and and look, we're not here to harm anyone and we're not here to sort of destroy <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah. So, we always have to defend ourselves, don't we? Right, yeah, you know, so you just want everyone around you to just look, guys, calm down, calm down. And But the reality is Islam does not mean peace. Islam is a faith based on submission. Yeah. Right? That once someone comes to the conclusion that there is a God, Allah, and that this person believes in his prophets and these mm. six pillars of faith. And then someone takes that testimony of faith, right? Then once this person does that, he now becomes a Muslim. Meaning I have submitted. Now I know this word it tends to have like a negative yeah, connotation. Don't tell me he submit is like in UFC. Is right, like, yeah, yeah, as yeah, in, you submit. know, he's tapping out now. <laughs> or submitted, it seems like, you know, it seems like you've been... He's in a rope, choke hold. Yeah. You know, overpowered. Or, and it's actually not the case. But mm. in Islam, Islam means submission. Yeah. And those that submit, they're called Muslims. Yeah. And I have submitted to Allah... The all-seeing, the all-knowing, the all-powerful, the almighty, right? I have submitted as a Muslim, I have submitted everything to Allah. My life, my whims, my desires, my thoughts, it is all to Allah. Yeah. And this doesn't, unfortunately, it's not working well in the 21st century yeah. because people are not knowing how to... So therefore, I find Muslims shy away from certain topics yeah. because... Even embarrassed. Yeah, embarrassed yeah. because we're either, either they're not equipped. Yeah. Yeah. And just so we don't scare people away, all right, yes, it does mean submission. It's through this submission you can actually get peace. See what I just done there? Yeah, yeah. no, of, of course, yeah. but, but... It actually see, says it in the Quran, you know, yeah. But you see, that doesn't... Actually, those that submit to Allah, mm. you know, even Muslims need to hear this. Yeah. Those, who, those who truly submit to Allah, everything, they will find peace and happiness. Yeah. Peace, happiness, tranquility. There's, there's actually a beautiful verse in the Quran. It says, through the Quran, Allah says in the Quran, about the Quran, He will guide those who seek his pleasure to the paths of peace. So subhanAllah, just by submitting yourself to Allah, seeking his pleasure, you will attain that peace. So yeah, while we're saying it is a deen, it is a religion of submission to Allah, essentially it's for your own good, yeah. but we're too embarrassed to, I guess, I, say it like it is. I don't understand what, why the embarrassment is there, to be honest, because, you know, in the 21st century, mm. you know, we so... We're so ready to submit to our employers, 
we're so ready to submit to the law, we're so ready to submit to our uh, family members. But subhanAllah, when we when we say when we say you know submit to your Lord, what a beautiful thing. Yeah. What a Wallah, beautiful thing. that's that's so yeah. so good, man. And and then and then you say submit to your Lord, and suddenly it's like uh, no, this. Uh, it suddenly becomes a point of contention. Assalamu Sorry to pause the podcast. I would just like to take this opportunity to thank this episode's sponsor, Muslim Aid Australia. If you're looking for anyone to donate to this Ramadan, let it be MAA, Australia's trusted charity. Let's get back to the podcast. It's in the nature of men to submit. Absolutely. Wallah, it's in the nature of men to submit. It's in the nature of men to want to replicate... So you find to be a follower. To be a follower, yeah. right? So you find that as Muslims, our everything is based around the Prophet the Sunnah of the Prophet You know, mimicking him, copying him, trying to. And many people challenge this. You know, why do I have to do that? Why do I have to do this? And 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 you know, and so what if this is what the Prophet did, right? So you find this. But then this very same person has no problems whatsoever with dressing up exactly like his favorite cartoon character or cartoon you know, character? What, what, wallah, whatever it may be, cartoon character, his superhero, right? Yeah. Man, I remember growing up, how many people replicate, uh, I don't know if I'm using the right word, right? Yeah. But, would, but would imitate, you know, like famous singers. Yeah. They would learn their dance moves. Their clothes, verse. right, yeah. verse by verse, right, yeah. and and they, and as bizarre as it was, it was socially accepted. In fact, people, people found it um, uh, fun and entertaining to watch, and that it was accepted because they could understand the love and the passion yeah. that this person has put, right, because of their love for that I particular yeah. entertainer. And as Muslims. We do that with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. When you're in love with someone, yeah. all you want to do is please that person. Yeah. We're living in a time, I guess, as you said, 2020. Everyone is just about themselves, and I guess they feel that when they follow these celebrities, mm. all right, oh, this is liberating for me. This is, you know, I'm embracing myself, my individuality. I'm, I'm being who I am and it's who I want to be. But the truth is, you know, if we just follow the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you will find, you will taste true liberation. If you if you just submit yourself to Allah subhanahu wa taala, you will taste that liberation because you're no longer slave to the shackles of, you know, consumerism, entertainment, or whatever your desires lead you down. But subhanallah, I also feel like, and 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 I'm very hesitant in saying this word, and I don't want to cast any generalizations, but I do feel like there is somewhat of a inferiority complex going around. <laughs> what, what would you say? Like it, it's embarrassing, but I feel like no comment from me. McKean, would you like to comment on this, please? <laughs> look, look, I'm not going to say like I, I don't want to be like casting shadow or shade on anyone right now. But what I'm trying to say is like maybe there's a trinkle, maybe there's just a little, you know, a little shade that we somehow feel that or you know we're not good enough until we're like the other. When in fact, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat nas. You, 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 you already are the best, you know, as long as you believe in Allah and, and enjoying good, forbid evil, you are the best. So why should we feel like we have that, you know, that defeated mentality or I'm not good enough? You know, brother, sister, you are good enough because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you you're good enough. You're from the best, you are the best of nations. SubhanAllah. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I would love. Wallah, I pray to Allah that He restores this in the yeah. Ummah, this honor, Izzah, this Azzah, the nobility. That you are of, not you are, this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the only faith with Allah is Islam. Yeah. Islam. And mm. this is the greatest honor. There is no greater gift, nothing, nothing is greater. You can have all the na'am, all the blessings of this world, be it mm. fame, money, whatever you like, right? Mm. I don't care what it is, mm. but you're deprived of faith in Allah. What do you have? Yeah. I guess the, the What do you have, you know? Yeah. So to be a Muslim, to be a follower of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
it's honor, it's azza. Mm-hmm. And Muslims have this, and it's like it's not enough. Mm. Right? There, there is this inferior, you know, this complex, you know, how will people perceive me? How will people see me? How will. It doesn't matter what people see and what people think. If you're doing the right thing, if I'm doing what Allah has told me to do, then it doesn't matter how I look because what is accepted socially today. It's going to change by tomorrow. Yeah. May not be socially accepted tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we were go- like just before when we were speaking about the Prophet Sallallahu and loving his sunnah and doing, I feel that, in, you know, if you were to do that, so much will be taken off your shoulders because it doesn't change, right? Like if I was to follow the fashion industry, you can never keep up. You'll never be satisfied. You can never ever keep up, right? Any industry that you try to keep up with, it's impossible. But whereas with Islam and with the Prophet ﷺ, it's simple, it's achievable, it's not tiring, it doesn't exhaust you, it's not expensive, right? Anything else is going to exhaust you. But the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, it honors and it elevates you. And I think the most beautiful thing about that is when you're seeking the pleasure of Allah, it's unlike seeking the pleasure of man. Because man, when you tr- constantly try to please them by following their trends and doing everything they tell you to do, they're never going to be pleased with you. Allah even says in the Quran, you know, many of, many of the people, they don't give thanks. And he said, why are we trying to follow people who are not grateful to begin with? Rather, follow Allah. And I say this as advice for myself, you know, seek the pleasure of Allah, ash-shakur, the one who is, you know, is extremely thankful or, or, or the best word for that, to, to his servants to those who seek his pleasure. And that's, and that's really the problem with um, you know, people who don't have um, Islam in their life. It's that you know, they do something good in life. Yeah? They don't have Allah in their life. They don't have Islam. So why are they doing it? Well, it, it can only mean a couple of options, really. It's just uh, a gratitude mm. or, or fame or, or whatever power, whatever it is. So if you do something good and you're, getting, and you're, and you're looking for gratitude, then what happens if the person doesn't give you gratitude? Then your your actions are meaningless, meaningless. They just fall on his plate. There was no purpose behind it, and you're left thing. disheartened. Exactly, and mm. that's why there the, there is no sadder, as you say. Mm, no, no happiness. Happy. Exactly, because you 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 you're, you're trying to achieve something that's uh, going to fail. Mm. You're going to fail. <laughs> yeah. Whereas whereas for the Muslim, he doesn't do his he does his action not seeking any thanks or any rewards from anyone, other than Allah. Allah. Oh, Wallah, the honor and the azza of la ilaha illallah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because we, you know, we opened up this podcast with belief in the unseen. This word, this kalima, this testimony, this way of life, when, but unfortunately, because we can't see if you knew its value and its weight, what it means to Allah, what this testimony will, this, Bro, I can't even find the words. On the day of judgment, when you stand in front of Allah, the only key that will open the door of Jannah no, no. is La ilaha illallah Muhammad. That is it. And you have it. You have it. Yes, maybe it's not where you want it to be, and maybe it's fine. We've all got shortcomings, and we all have. Mis- I understand that. But you have the you have the seed. People will, wallah, it's been said before that if the kings of this world knew what we have, they would fight us. They would fight you because they're looking for that. SubhanAllah. They're looking for that. This test of, this la ilaha illallah, the weight of it, it's incredible. SubhanAllah. And this is supposed to empower you. Empower you. SubhanAllah. This person that you are afraid of, this person that we have this inferiority complex, you know, that how are they perceiving me? On the day of judgment, if you believe in the unseen, wow. he's going to wish that he was you. Just imagine that the happiness for the one who believed in the unseen. Imagine the happiness on his face on that day. I knew this day, I, I knew this day was coming. Imagine the happiness this person had. And here we are right now saying, oh, you know, uh, we're not really that confident to say that this is what we believe in. When on that day, 
This belief is, the, is, is your, say, is, it's your salvation. It's your salvation on that day. But even like on, on saying that, how, how liberating is this belief in the unseen? It frees you from the shackles of this world. And it just reminded me of this uh, a hadith, I guess, which cent uh, centers around the belief in the unseen. When the Prophet ﷺ, he illustrates it to us so, so perfectly. He says, giving in charity does not decrease your wealth. This is unseen. And he says, no one humbles himself except Allah raises him. This is unseen. This is all about, you know, ignoring the worldly means, ignoring the worldly asbab. And this is what the Prophet ﷺ is telling you. Something which will physically counter whatever you're trying to, to, to attain. If you're trying to make money, you don't give in charity. What is that? But the Prophet ﷺ is saying, give in charity, it will increase your wealth. You want to be someone of, of honor and, and, and izzah? Be someone who walks around like a macho man. Be someone who puts down other people. That will give you honor and izzah. But the Prophet ﷺ, he's saying, ignore the physical manifestation of things and do the complete opposite. Humble yourself, Allah will raise you. How beautiful is that? And that's, and that's Iman. Mm. And this is why it is crucially important that we work on our faith. Mm. Iman is of two things, faith. It's either going up or down. Iman is never stationary. Never, mm -hmm. right? So either you find yourself, I'm dropping in faith, I'm dropping in Iman. And Iman does not... If I'm low on Iman, that does not mean that I don't believe in Allah. Sometimes yeah. people get that mistaken. Yeah, yeah. It's not the case. Right? I could be a Muslim, I believe in Allah and His Prophet, but my Iman, my faith is down. Right? I don't pray, I don't fast, I, you know, I'm doing... These acts of worship, they are to increase your Iman. It increases your faith. It increases your ability to believe in the unseen. So, so giving in charity... Okay, the more you do it, it will increase your faith in the unseen. And belief in the unseen is so important. You know, I'm, I'm sure you've heard, how many times have you heard someone say, why doesn't Allah just show us? Yeah. Lift the veil. Right? Yeah. That if Allah, you know, <laughs> Allah doesn't even have to show you a full angel, just half an angel. Okay, show me half an angel, mm. show me one wing of Jibreel. Mm. And every, but that's... That's not what Allah is after. Yeah. Because if Allah wanted, Allah could have. Yeah. Allah could have done this. Yeah. That's actually what Bani Israel asked Musa. They said, we want to see Allah. Right? You know? But what separates, what separates you from the rest is this crucial element, mm. is your belief in the unseen. Mm. Why do people work so hard and invest so much into their work or their business or their careers? Because I can literally and physically see and touch my rewards. Mm. But because I cannot see the reward of my prayer and the reward of my charity and the reward of being good to my name and all these noble things, I'm complacent, yeah. right? But if you were to see, then you would do. Yeah. And then even, I guess, it goes back to that hadith. What were you saying? You open this podcast on the hadith of Jibreel. You know, what is Islam? What is Iman? What does he say? Worship Allah yeah. as though you can see. And Allah. As though you can see him. And this is, this is the highest level. This is the peak that we, we ask Allah to let us get to that peak where we can worship you as though we can see you. As though, you know, we, we're, we're, we're physically, you know, worshipping you and we can see the reward. We can see the jazat. We can see that this is definitely going to have a positive outcome for me. And when you've reached that level, man, you're flying. And that's what we ask Allah to like allow us to get that ihsan in our lives because it's so important. I was having lunch with a friend of mine and he does lots of da'wah with non-Muslims. So we're sitting there and I said to him, because I'm really in awe of what he does. I said to him, and how do you do what you do? He said, I was going to ask you the same thing. Mm -hmm. I said to him, I can stand in front of a million people and talk, not a problem, so long as they're Muslims. I said, but put me in front of one non-Muslim. I don't know why, I guess I'm just not equipped. I always think, that they assume certain things or that he's already judged me a particular way and I don't want to destroy my opportunity. So I'm very hesitant. I mean, I would love to speak with non-Muslims. I would love, wallah, Allah is my witness. I would love nothing more 
than to have a genuine open discussion and let them rip everything that's in their yeah. heart out. And by Allah, I would I would love that. But anyway, another, you know, maybe that's for another day. But I was saying to him, you know, how do you deal with non-Muslims? And he's so good at it, right? And he goes, I said to him, I would be petrified. Like, how do you answer when they ask you about the niqab or jihad yeah. or, right, like, you know, your typical, right? Yeah. yeah, you know, like your typical controversial things or the misconception or whatever. And then he looked at me and he said to me, man, they're the easiest ones. I'm thinking, wow. <laughs> I was like, how? Like, how is it easy? Like, how do you, answer? because, you know, if I was able to convince someone about the headscarf, I know what the next question is going to be. And then if I answer that, then you know what the next, he said to me, you never answer those questions. So I'm thinking, so what are you doing? Like, are you dodging? Yeah. He said to me, no. He said to me, because exactly that. He said, if I answer that, then it's going to be this. And, and, then he, and then he goes, before you know it, I'll be there all day trying. He said to me, what I do is I turn the situation around. And he said, then I say to that person, if I could prove to you beyond the shadow of a doubt that God really does exist, if I could, if I had the ability to prove to you one million percent that God truly does exist, would you believe? Mm. We're speaking about the unseen, yeah, mm. Kamel? And he says to me, 100% of the time, the answer is yes. If you could prove to me, if I could show you God himself, would you believe? Yes. And if this very God asked you to wear the color blue on Tuesdays, would you do it? Mm. Yes, I would. He said, that's Islam. Hmm. Total submission. We do what we do because we believe in the unseen. Sometimes it may make sense to you. Sometimes it may not. Doesn't change and it doesn't take anything away. We do what we do because we believe in the unseen and we believe in the perfection of Allah. That if Allah wants me, because Allah is a merciful God. Allah is merciful and Allah is just and Allah is perfection. So if Allah tells me to stay away from fornication and zina, then Allah has my best interest, right? And if Allah asks me to wear a particular dress or to stay away from a particular food, or to do, then my belief in him is what allows me to do it. And I was like, man, Muslims need to hear yes. this more than anyone else. SubhanAllah. You always start with Allah. Mm. Always. Mm. If you don't have that faith in the unseen, yeah. you're going yeah. to struggle. It's like Allah is truth and everything that comes from truth is truth. Full stop, khalas, move on. It's a beautiful thing. And you know what's very important, Kamal, is I believe more than ever before we need this today as Muslims. Straight out. Straight out. Because we need to be, and look, let me say, you will be challenged. Allah says he will test us. And our faith in the unseen will be tested. Mm. You spoke about charity before. Yeah. Allah and his prophet are telling us that give and your money will not reduce. It will not be reduced. It increases. Never. Okay. Mm. So now this becomes challenging because let's say, for instance, I have, a, I have $100. I gave $50 in charity. My eyes and everything, every sane and logical human being and all, right, is going to... If I've given 50 in charity, how much money do I have left? 50. I have 100. I gave 50. How much is left? $50. But as a Muslim, you can't say that. Because if that 50 was given in charity, then Allah and his prophet have spoken the truth. And that's where things get tricky for some Muslims. Sorry to pause you again. I've got a very important announcement from this episode's sponsor and supporter, Muslim Aid Australia, regarding your zakat. Your zakat makes a bigger impact with Muslim Aid Australia's smart, sustainable projects worldwide. Visit maainternational.org.au or call 1-800-100-786 in Australia. Donations from overseas are welcome. Yeah, and that's why you have to believe in the that's why you can't be a materialist and that's it. You can't just 
rely on these and the these, senses and these and these you can't because by that logic by that you know by that ayah to, to the empiricist no way that's that's not true but to the muslim yeah. you have to accept it and and you cannot eliminate allah from the equation right and you will be tested and this is now you know you spoke about ihsan levels of iman where you worship Allah as if you see him, but you can't see him, but you know that he sees you. What a level of faith. Mm. Yeah? What a level of faith. A man came to the Prophet ﷺ. Get this, Makin. So a man comes to the Prophet ﷺ, and I love this story because it really drives this submission and faith over anything else. Allah will test you. Trust me. Through charity, through this... So a man comes to the Prophet and he says to my Prophet of Allah, my brother is sick. So the Prophet says to him, وسلم, he says to him, give your brother honey. Now why this particular prescription? We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that honey is a cure for all sicknesses. Now let me die, I mean, let's just, you know, dissect, dissect this and sort of, it's incredible. Because now, this isn't, and please, this is for the Muslim. Very important for the Muslim. Because many of us have given in charity, but didn't get to see the reward, right? Or the assumption is, is man, what are you talking about? The last time I gave in charity, when I came home, I didn't see it, yeah. My wife said to me that the landlord's up the rent on us, right? So he's thinking, man, but didn't Allah promise that? Because you will be tested. So now this man, he comes, he says, look, my brother is sick. Now imagine this. You got the prescription not from some sheikh. True? It's not by some person who, you know what, he's questionable. Yeah, I don't like his views. You know, where did he, this is direct from the man himself. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Right? So the man goes home and he's excited and he's happy and he goes home and he gave his brother honey. The next day, when he comes in the presence of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and now the Prophet is asking, how is your brother? Well, yeah. things got awkward, right? Awkward. I mean, this is my assumption. I'm not saying this is what happened in the hadith, but my assumption is, going off my personal dealings, things get awkward. He says, how's your brother? He says, our Prophet of Allah, he's still sick. And then many of us say, see, I told you, and this and that, and maybe this was incorrect, and maybe... Yeah. So the Prophet says to him, وسلم, he says to him, go back and give your brother honey. Now the prescription wasn't changed. He didn't add any more ingredients, right? It's the same thing. Goes back, gives him honey, comes back. Next day, he says to him, how's your brother? Bro, if you thought the first day was awkward, imagine today. He says, our Prophet of Allah is still sick. Now look at the faith. The Iman in the unseen. He says, go back and give you, so three, anyway, three times. And three times the brother was not cured. So yeah, you may be put, but now look at the reaction of the Prophet ﷺ when he says, he says, Allah has spoken the truth and the stomach of your brother is lying. Give him honey. He goes back, he gives him honey and then he was cured. You will be tested. You will be pushed. Yeah. But to believe that faith yeah. that if Allah has said something, then no matter what the world tells me, by Allah, even if my eyes are showing me something else, this is iman now. Straight out, yeah. Wallah, this is iman. That, but, but man, my eyes are showing me something else. No, we believe Allah over our senses, over our touch and our sight. If Allah says, that's wad. And out of fear of this turning into a lecture, let me tell you yeah. why this is important. Why? Yeah. And, and please, especially my young brothers and sisters, yeah. please. Allah makes a firm oath in the Qur'an. Because we live in a world now where sin is so rampant, it's so open, it's so accessible and easy. And not only that the sin is available, but our eyes are showing us that through sin there's happiness and joy. That through haram, people are finding success. Yeah, the smiles, the laughter, right? we see it through haram, yeah. But Allah says that no, success of dunya, this world, and success of the hereafter can only be through deen. 
So now, okay, so now what do I do? My eyes and my senses are showing me something. This is now Iman. Allah says, I know this is going to be a bit powerful and this is going to mm. be, but Wallah, it's so important. Allah says in the Quran, Surah Taha, Waman a'rada an dhikri. It's very powerful. Allah says, and whoever turns from my faith shuns, and the word arad, there's really no English translation, mm. right? It's like a collaboration of things. But the example, right, for, for many of us, busy, uh, who's got time for this? Come on, are you serious, right? Allah says, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِ That look, let me give you the formula. Whoever stays away from my deen, stays away from my faith, stays away from these noble actions, acts of worship, whoever, you know, he's too busy. أَعْرَضَ is well, there's a tinge of arrogance in it, right? أَعْرَضَ Come on, man, are you still praying? Are you really? Wallah, I remember growing up, you know, Come on, bro. Are you still doing these things? Yeah, move on. Get you know, on with the yeah, times. You yeah, know, you know, seniors, seniors, oh, yeah. you know, and <clears throat> because you didn't want to disrespect them and sometimes they're, they're family members, you know, sometimes it could be an uncle, right? Come on, man. Are you still doing this? You look like an animal. You look like the, like very derogatory things. Yeah. So Allah says, I pray to Allah that this pieces your hearts. Allah's Oath and promise Then verily for this person Is a miserable, wretched life But my eyes are showing me happiness My eyes are showing me Louis Vuitton And and Snapchats But my eyes are showing me this My eyes are showing me this restaurant And that restaurant And this holiday location And that holiday location And look at there's no designer label on earth that can cover the misery if Allah has promised it. But unfortunately, because we don't look through the eyes of Iman, we look through the eyes of dunya. That this, Allah makes a clear oath. Whoever has sin and vice and negligence and shuns away from faith, Allah says, فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً And it doesn't just end there. وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَى Look how powerful things get. Yeah. Allah says, and not only have you suffered dunya, and this is the thing, you know, like we only see half the image, don't we? You know, I see the fancy car. Mm-hmm. I see the very nice watch and I see the... Wallah, I can today, you see the pain in people's smile. So what? Because, you know, this isn't to say one person is better than the next, but the equation, Allah is giving you the formula. Is there vice in your life? Sin, haram? Is there, is there negligence of deen? And I'm not, this is very important too. We're not speaking about that I made a mistake thing, you know? Yeah. We're, we're all full of mistakes. But yeah. the consistency on sin. I guess I guess you you actually hit hit it on the head right there when you said that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will resurrect this person blind. Yeah. And, and then and I, I think he says to him, you know, why am I blind? Yeah, subhanAllah, man. وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَى Look, this is amazing. Before Allah says, أَعْرَضْ Arrogant person. Mm. Now, now he sees. Remember faith before? Mm. Seeing, you know, believing in the unseen, that was foolish. That was a delusion. That was a, come on, man, are you still doing this? But yeah. now because he sees with his eye, look how the conversation changes with his Lord. Yeah. Rabbi, wow, my Lord. You know, can, can, can you see the difference? Rabbi, lima hashartan. Why have you resurrected me blind? blind. Yeah. وَقَدْ كُنْتُ بَصِيرًا يَا اللَّهِ I used to see in dunya. In dunya I had eyes to see. قَالَ كَذَلِكَ Allah says, verily. أَتَتْكَ آيَاتُنَا We sent you our signs. Now this, take it how you want. The podcast that came to you, the text message that came to you, your mother that said to you, please, Habibi, Allah yirda alak, please, maybe your father, that good friend. The signs came through multiple avenues. Yeah. Wallah, they came. We sent you our mm. signs. Our reminders came. 
but you chose to neglect it. Today you are neglected. Right? You chose that. Yeah. You knew. And See, today you'll be forgotten. Now in this world, in dunya, mm. we have scapegoats. But on that day, there's no scapegoat, mm. man. SubhanAllah. It's actually, you, you hit it like really hard. Like Allah will say, oh, you're going to be forgotten today. And in, in, uh, in another verse, وَمَنْ كَانَ فِي هَذِهِ أَعْمَى فَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ أَعْمَى and, and look at, this is like a, a simile or a metaphor. Whoever was blind here, so it comes back to our topic, will wow. be blind then. And we're not, we're not saying, whoever was physically blind or had a disability. No, that, that, that's, no. That's, whoever was blind, he it's didn't It's not the have, eyes that go blind. It's the hearts. It's yeah. the hearts. So whoever was, who didn't want to see in this life and where he is speaking about the unseen and believing in the unseen, whoever didn't want to see and when we, see, when we speak about see, we're talking about the seeing of the unseen. Whoever didn't want to see in this life, he's going to be blind in the next life. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? فَبَصُرُكَ الْيَوْمَ حَدِيدٌ Today, today your eyes, hadid, iron, you will see on, on, on today. And that's like, it's giving me like goosebumps. Yeah, you know? We're talking about the unseen. And do you see or, or can you not see? Just before we get back to the discussion, I've got one last announcement from our supporter, MAA. You can donate a food pack that will last the family for a month this Ramadan. Call 1-800-100-786 in Australia or visit www.maainternational.org.au. Let's get back to the podcast. And, 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 and you know, sometimes Allah, I, I, with a pain in my heart, I wish I could reach out to the Muslims and even to the non-Muslim mm. that look, what you're really searching for is in faith. Yeah. Don't, please, don't be fooled. You know, there, it's impossible. If there is haram, if there is sin, if there's, there cannot be happening. You'll have thrills, no doubt. You'll have little cheap thrills. You'll have moments of joy. We're not saying you won't. But the, 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 the formula of Allah is for this person will be a miserable life, yeah. and that's and and you can't escape that. Man. Yeah. So we need to learn to train ourselves. That hang on, man, don't look at you know it's not you're not seeing the full picture. Mm. If I have haram in my life, all the selfies of the world cannot hide the pain and the misery in my life. Yeah. And you see it, bro. Allah, I see it so many times, man. You've done a video about social media and how it's, you know, people present themselves online and how it's this facade yeah. of images. You know, just like happy, 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 99% of the, your images. Whereas we know for a fact that a person isn't this happy in real life. Wow. Right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's, not a, it's not a secret. It's not something yeah. that's, that you have to study. It's, you, you can, you know that this person isn't happy as much as he presents himself to be yeah. online. But we so fall for the facade. Yeah, even, it doesn't even have to be online. Yeah. It can be on the streets. SubhanAllah. And I guess what I also I think is important for us to say, we're not coming here from an, like I guess from a top-down approach. We're saying that this is something which is a test and it's not necessarily easy. It's hard. It's difficult. At times it does get hard. At times you will slip. But at the end of the day, this is why it's a test. This is why Allah is testing you. And it's not going to be easy, but just... Keep trying. It's hard, I agree. But surely it's much easier than trying to keep up with these trends. Yeah, in the straight heart. out, man. Straight out. You know, I just hear about people's lives and I get exhausted. I know. Just hearing. Yeah. I'm, you, and you get exhausted. Yeah. And at least here, if I try, I'm getting somewhere. Somewhere solid. Somewhere solid. You know, this, yeah. this seeing is believing thing. You know, going back to that comment that we were saying before where many people say, you know, if we could just see. You know, I always think about this, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He paints the day of judgment to us in the Quran, right? And imagine this. I know this is getting a bit, <laughs> a bit much, but just like it adds so much flavor where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that on the day of judgment Jahannam will be brought forward 
So you imagine this day, every human being that was ever born and created will be standing on this open plain. All the jinn, all the angels, everything will be there. And this Jahannam will be brought forward. And this is again faith, belief that in the Quran, it's iman that every word in this book is pure, authentic perfection. It's truth. It's ultimate truth. Do you remember when we were doing fiqh, Kamal? And one of our teachers, I think it was... Um, Don't drop any names, but yeah. Right. <laughs> but something he said to us, he said, pure Pure knowledge is what Allah and His Prophet قال said. That is pure knowledge. Mm. That is pure, absolutely undebatable knowledge. Everything else is clear. But anyway, so now Allah says, the day of judgment, right? That Jahannam will be brought forward. And imagine, now I'm, I'm, I'm going between Quran and authentic hadith. Imagine this Jahannam is dragged by 70,000 brindles, chains if you like. And on every chain rope, there are 70,000 angels. Just think about that. 4.9 billion angels that are dragging Jahannam forward. And then when Jahannam sees the human being, it sees the insan for the first time. It says, this is what I was created for. So when it sees the human being, it almost erupts like it releases this. And when it releases, every creation, man, jinn, prophets, angels, everything will fall to its knees in prostration. And Allah will say, Get up. Today is not the day of worship. Today is the day of judgment. This is, this is your faith now doesn't has no value anymore. It's kind of scary. Do you know what 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 what, what now you're falling on prostration? Everything's gonna fall. Angels who already fall, prophets fall, men, women, everything falls to its knees in prostration. But what, why? Because now you see it. Mm. No. What separates the Muslim is that belief in the unseen. That the wahad, the promise of, my, of Allah and His Prophet is haq. So when we look, many people give charity. Many people, because it's the fitra. Allah has placed good in all human beings. You feel good. when you, yeah. we, Many people do charity. Right or charitable things. Some people genuinely just do it because it's a good thing to do. Right? I know lots of non who do it because it's a noble act, and Allah rewards them for that. Don't 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 think no. And Allah rewards them for it in this dunya. But there's a difference when you believe in the un when you believe in the unseen. You don't give charity anymore. You become like a madman. You give without any fear of poverty. Does that make sense? Like you're not, now I'm not just giving you a loaf of bread to eat because that's, no, no. It's levels now. I give and I exhaust all my resources and all my means with no fear of poverty. Now, when have you seen charity like that? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Do you know what I'm saying to you though? Allah, Iman in the unseen. That's all it is, man. And like, I guess we want to say, oh, we want to see God. And I guess that's the atheist discourse. I don't believe in something I can't see. If you saw God, what's the point of this life being a test? Mm. If you could see God, in, like, what's the point of this test? Exactly. The whole purpose of life is a test. Some people, if they see God, they'll still disbelieve. Yeah. <laughs> like Chris, uh, Christopher Hitchens, I think he said, he said one person asked him, um, what, hap- what, what would you do when you die? This is when you have cancer, I think. What would you do when you die and you arrive at the pearly gates? What are you going to say to God? He's one of the most arrogant, stubborn atheists you've ever met. He says, I'll ask him why. Why did the children... Uh, I will choose not to believe. I don't want to believe. Was that God. Stephen Fry? No, no, Christopher Hitchens. Yeah. He said, he said the, um, I, even if a God like that existed, I don't want to believe in him. Wow. 
That's kufr. That's the definition of kufr. You want to? I refuse to 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 believe in a god, uh, even if he did exist. I refuse to worship him. That's yeah. he, like he's admitting. He's almost like he's admitting. You know, it's, it's pure arrogance, just utter arrogance. May Allah protect and preserve us, yeah. because it is God. only Allah's favor. It is only Allah's favor that we're not in this man's shoes. Mm. It is true. That I guess, you know, I think that will be a beautiful thing to, to actually end on. Is that this is not a we, we're not coming out of arrogance or out of boasting because Allah, no. you know, Allah is the one who, who's favored us through this guidance to give us faith. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think that this belief in the unseen, at the end of the day, it humbles us. And I feel like we need to acknowledge that it, it should make us humble. It shouldn't make us proud. And yeah, while we're saying at the start, you know, you know, boldly say you believe in Allah, but at the end of the day, we're not trying to tell you become a proud, arrogant, boastful person. We're trying to tell you this should humble you to know that it is through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he's given us this, this beautiful gift of Islam. Allah is the one who, 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 who has beautified Iman in our hearts. Allah is karaha ilaykum al-fusuqu wal-isyan. He's made us dislike uh, corruption and, and, and evil deeds. So we, we're, we're humble at the end of the day and I ask Allah to make us humble and above all thankful and grateful to the Most High Subhana for allowing us to have this Iman in our hearts. Amen. 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 And on saying that, I feel like it's been a beautiful discussion. <laughs> uh, you know, my two favorite people, as I said, Big Mac and, and Big Hoblos. <laughs> it's, it's been a beautiful conversation. I feel like we've touched on a lot of things. And I feel like this is something crucial, crucial. We're living in a time where seeing is believing and we're telling you to do the total opposite. <laughs> Believe in the unseen. Because even when the end of times do come and if we are alive to see that, when the Dajjal comes, his biggest fitna would be He's showing you things and telling you to believe in this, but we're going to have to say, no, we don't believe with what we see through here. We believe with what we see through here. And I ask Allah to make us of those who believe in the unseen. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us all with Iman. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe to our channel. Give us suggestions and feedback for future content and we look forward to joining you next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.